welcome to issue 26 of the Booty Bay Press, a goblin-run newspaper that functions for fun and profit. Mostly for the profit. My name is Gwen. My name is Lexi. And we are the publishing team for Booty Bay Press. Hi Lexi, how are you this week? Gwen, it feels like we just recorded. That's because we just did, like, what, two days ago? Um, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for people who don't know, we are recording this um, early because Lexi's not going to be available and I'm probably not going to really be too, too available either because there are some important changes that are coming to us and that probably don't ma- matter to any of you, but really matter to us. So we're going to talk about them. Yes, we are. And it might matter to them. They might be interested. Maybe, maybe. So Lexi, why don't you explain what's going on? All right. Well, um... I am moving this weekend. Um, I'm in the middle of packing all my stuff together. I mostly finished that today. I have almost everything packed. Um, tomorrow I need to go to the Salvation Army and take like a car full of junk to the Salvation Army. Uh, it's not junk, but it's clothes I'm not wearing and, uh, uh, there's, uh, DVD copy of the the first season of Everwood that I'm donating a DVD box set of that because I'm never going to watch that again and if I do I'll just watch it online somewhere Uh, so I don't need that anymore and just a bunch of stuff that I'm taking out Um, and then yeah and then I go on a road trip with my dad this weekend and after the road trip I'm moving up to Massachusetts so exciting yeah um it's been a little bit stressful. I've been spending a lot of time with my dad hanging out because um, he'll suddenly be 13 hours away, which means I won't see him all that much anymore. Um, and I don't know. Um, let's see. Things I have on my list to talk about this week it, with my dad. Um, over the weekend, I went to go see The Finest Hours with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the movie about the... Um, Coast Guard, and it was really good. I really liked it. And then I've been forcing my dad to watch Doctor Who with me, and we just <laughs> finished the Doctor Donna season, which is season four. Um, and there's only four, uh, David Tennant episodes left, but they're all like special episodes that were kind of movie length. So I was hoping to get those in before we left. I'm not sure we will. Maybe on our road trip we'll have time to turn those on at, like, the hotel or something. Um, Let's see. And then I really haven't done much with video games because I've been so busy. Um, Zero Warcraft. I haven't even logged in. Um, You abandoned us. Yeah. My time expired because I'm using coins for the most part. And I have the money to buy a new coin, um, but I kind of felt like if I bought the coin right now, it would mostly sit, my game would mostly sit without generating anything for two weeks while that coin time was going, which I feel is kind of like losing 15,000 gold. Yeah, Um, it pretty much is. Yeah, and I kind of care about that a little bit. Um, I will tell you, though... um, I've been feeling a lot of burnout and the content lag is just so long. And last (laughs) episode, you were saying about how um, Legion News had you hyped for the game again. Yeah, because I've been following MMO Champion and they've been doing all the artifact intros and things like that. Yeah, um, 
I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of having the opposite effect on me, which is I'm really excited for Legion, but the more I hear about it, the more I just think that we're not gonna be playing it until August, and August is still so far away. Yes, what, six months? <laughs> yeah. It's about six months. Like six months, and I'm so bored and things already. But I will tell you that as soon as I made the commitment not to log in for two weeks, I felt the desire to go log in. So, I don't know. There is that. To be fair, we also have a pre-patch, so, and that'll probably be in, I'd say, probably about three months. In so three it- months? That early, you think? Yeah, because that would give three months for the content for the pre-patch. That's not typical, though, is it? Isn't it only usually a month or so? Uh, I have no idea. But I'm hoping. Let me dream, Lexi. Uh, Let me dream. I'll, I'll let you dream. Although, when I used to broadcast future Legion dates earlier than what they are... now, Yeah, but that's different. That's different, to, Lexi. You, you used to that's different, Lexi. <laughs> That's different, Lexi. My dreams are better. And I'm just saying, I wouldn't be surprised if the pre-Legion patch doesn't drop until July. Yeah, it probably won't, but you know. Um, What have you been up to this week, Gwen? Um, well, I just heard some amazing news that everyone that's already listening to this is probably going to know by the time this is released. Uh, do tell. But Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, it's a play. And it's going to be released as a book on July 31st. Guess who's going to be at the bookstore at midnight? <laughs> me. Not me. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to be living together. I may very well drag you. Because you're going to be awake. I don't I do not do bookstores anymore unless I'm stealing their internet. Why not? Because I would rather pre-order the digital copy and read it on my Kindle. It's not the same, though. You don't get the feeling of fandom. Um, That is true. It would be fun to stand in line for the fandom. Do you know, is she releasing that as like a screenplay, so it's still a screenplay, or is she novelizing it? Do you know? I think it's going to be a screenplay. Okay, that was um, the impression I had as well. I don't think it's actually been specifically stated. I would really like her to novelize it, but I don't know if she will since she's also working on the um, Magical Beasts Yeah, that's true. Movies, which I, I can't wait for those. I'm going to be honest. I want to be really excited about The Cursed Child. Um, I don't especially like reading screenplays. I never have. But you see, we can act them out. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Oh, okay. You just sold me on that. <laughs> yeah, no, we can get all of our friends there, maybe import Ryan and up from Connecticut and just have a great Harry Potter party. Well, speaking of Ryan, and I might be going to grab lunch with her on Tuesday. Oh, fun. That'll be awesome. Um, what else did you do this week? Um, I healed a dungeon or a couple dungeons for the first time in like six months. Tell me about it- that. It was fun. Our tank didn't take damage, so I pretty much could have been as a shadow priest and had the same effect. Were they it was so smooth. Randoms or heroics? Yeah, it was, or? A, it was a it was a pug. Our tank was godlike, and then we had a mythic geared hunter. Oh, it's for the um, it's dungeon week, isn't it? I have no idea. Oh, so what? what? I was just bored. Oh, okay, fair enough. I was just bored and there was no one online, so I just said, hey, I'll actually heal for once. Okay, fair enough. I really wish, do you know if there's um, 
custom queues for mythic dungeons? No. There probably is. Like in the custom queue, though, right? Like, not in the... In the group finder where you actually put together groups. Yes. There probably yes, is. Yes, I believe so. I believe so, yeah. That might be something for me to work look into. I... Okay, I don't know if it's for Mythic specifically, no, but, but it is for No, but probably dungeons. people that are putting together... Like, the people that put together Kazakh groups and the people that put together Throne of Kiljaden groups. And Lexi, uh-huh. when you were first doing Mythics, I pointed you to this. Uh, you probably did, and it went right in one ear and out the other. Um, also, when I was first doing them, I wasn't geared to be comfortable doing that. Uh, okay. And now I am. Okay. My gear's pushing, I think when I looked, it was at 699. Oh, nice. Um, That's better than any of mine. Pushing stuff. I've worked really hard on Lindy for gear. <laughs> um, otherwise, I've done a little bit of RP. Um, Valorane and Jaza had lovely little heart-to-heart, and they had Ivana be pretty much a mediator. Really? And, yeah, it's going fairly well. And then yesterday, we were inter- interrogating slash torturing this um, Shadow Priest that we'd been hunting for a while. Okay. And finally, Jay said, hey, this isn't getting anywhere. We're going to just stick him in an anti-magic cell and come back to him and then throw um, Valerie and Ivana and Nastasia, our three uh, mind benders, at him. And Valerie got super upset because you can't risk our lives like that. <laughs> How is that risking their lives? Well, it's risking their sanity. Oh, But at okay. the same time, you're part of a mercenary company. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. It's, and I want to make this clear. This was this was the character saying this. This was not the player. Yeah, absolutely. But that was pretty much it for me. What did you do this week? Fair enough. Like the three we- three days, two days that we've had an intermission. Uh, well, I spent a lot of time today trying to make a let's play with Wildstar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finally thought I had all of the recording figured out and all of the screen capture figured out, which took a while. But uh, my computer is just not up for it. It um, The frame rate when I'm recording is really bad. Not in-game. Oh, yeah. But when I go back and watch the recording, um, it's lagging all over the place and it's really just not watchable. Yeah, see, that's actually why I don't do any sort of recording for mine, is that it actually makes the in-game hard to play. Yeah, no, my in-game was fine. Um, And so I think Wildstar is going to be too hard for that. I would still like to do some Let's Plays, but I might do maybe some Warcraft ones. When I was trying Warcraft recordings, I think those were going okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Or maybe some, like older games like maybe um you could do net hack not net although i've never played net hack that might be interesting um i guarantee you you would not have a problem with the frame rate but maybe like some Baldur's gate games or some icewind dale games or something like that okay i don't know something like that um and then uh yeah that's about it so do you want to launch us into our first segment here Sure, bubbles, aka non-combat encounters, and specifically talking about puzzles and bubbles when, and bubbles. Um, what to consider when designing them? Why you should run them? Why you should avoid them? And suggestions. So, Gwen. So, Lexi. You're in a room. 
Yeah. And there's a pedestal in the very middle of the room. I do not see this pedestal. No, no, no. This is in your imagination. Oh, okay. You're in a circular room. There's a pedestal in the very middle of the room. There's a door in front of you that you have tried to open by pushing and pulling and shoving and bashing. And it's a big stone door and it just won't open. It's like magically sealed. And above it, there is a spiral that spirals clockwise. What do you do to open the door? I get out my cell phone and I call someone to open it from the outside. (laughs) No, go ahead. You don't have cell phone reception. It's a dungeon and it's medieval fantasy. Oh. You might have a one word message spell, possibly. One word? One word. Even D&D gives me 25. Yeah, well, 25's uh, game breaking, so I limited it to one word. Bull. (laughs) Um, I quickly take, um, gain 30 levels in wizard and Blast the door down. Oh, but the door is immune to magic. Then I cast a teleport spell. Um, alright, that might work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there actually a way I'm supposed to be figuring this out? This is... Um, this is a puzzle lifted directly from one of the Zelda games. Oh, okay. And it made me so mad, because those were the only clues I had. Um... What you were supposed to do, and I finally had to look this up, and I hate looking things up in puzzle games, so I spent like three hours on this. Yep. Um, what you were supposed to do is stand on the pedestal, and it was the first game that there was a motion sensor. Oh, and you go around, and you spin around? A sort of. You hold your controller up to the door, and then spin it in the same direction as the spiral. Okay. Um... But, like, there was no way to figure that out, and I spent, like, three hours on it, and that puzzle broke all the rules we're going to talk about in a second tier. Yeah. So, Lexi, when you're designing a puzzle, what should you consider? Uh, well, you should make sure to put it at points where the players absolutely have to get through it, or else they can't progress. You should make them really, really hard and provide very few clues for them. Okay. And when they get bored, you should flip the table over and say, everyone, this wasn't a hard puzzle. Wow. Wow. I think you broke about every single rule that we had on our little cheat sheet. I don't know. I'm a big advocate of table flipping, Gwen. Really? Yes. Do you have the toy? What toy? There's a toy that you can flip tables in WoW. Is that really? Yeah. I did not even know about this. Yeah. It's from Pandaria. I do not have that. <laughs> oh, you should get it. <laughs> Anyways. um, So do you want to actually tell us what some real ideas to consider are? Yeah, pretty much the opposite of exactly what I said. Um... <laughs> Making sure a puzzle is both fun and engaging is a good thing to do, and I'm going to be honest with that. I think that's probably the hardest thing to do. And that's not something that you can just say and you automatically can do. Yeah, you can't look across the table and say, hey guys, this is a really fun puzzle (laughs) and expect people to just agree with you. I can because I'm awesome. (laughs) Um... 
I recommend having a set amount of real time dedicated to the puzzle. And then if the puzzle hasn't been solved, uh, moving the game forward. Yes. Um, while running the puzzle, pay attention to your players because, um, if any of them seem bored, uh, you want to try to find ways to include them. Um, puzzles, um, target a very specific group of role players. Yes. That is not the same group of role players that enjoy puzzle video games because a puzzle at a RPG table and a puzzle in a video game that you set up to be a puzzle game is very different. Um, and too long spent on a puzzle can kill your game faster than almost anything else. In my opinion. <laughs> I would agree. Um, and then clues um even puzzles you think are obvious as a dm can be uh way harder to solve than you anticipated so you want to have a list of clues um sprinkle them by asking for intelligence checks or find some other way if you aren't using a specific system this is a good thing to integrate into that set amount of time thing in real life, you can have like, all right, I'm going to dedicate 15 minutes to this puzzle. And every five minutes, I'll drop in a clue. Um, and if you have that, you can even drop in a clue um, like in game in an interesting way. Um, and then if they haven't solved that puzzle in that 15 minutes, then it self-destructs or something and you move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so should you always, so when having a puzzle, is it okay to have it as a, you cannot progress if you don't solve this puzzle? Um, sure it is. If you want to drive your players insane and, uh, have the last session of your game be then. Oh, so I'm guessing you're saying no. I would not recommend it. <laughs> okay. Why should I run a puzzle? Why It sounds like a lot of work. And why not just have other ways of engaging players, like combat and more combat? Why don't you tell me? I don't know, Lexi. I was asking you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, um, it can be a fun way to break up the combat. Why would you want to break up combat? Combat is king. Because combat can get really old really fast, especially if... Um, there aren't a lot of reasons for it, or if it's like the core of every game. Um, mm -hmm. and when you are running a game, people know this, you have different types of players. Uh, most of the time, even in a group of three or four people, you're going to have people that enjoy slightly different things. Yes. Um, and combat can be a lot of fun. Um, role playing can be a lot of fun, like, uh, um, social role playing where you're actually like talking in character and things like that can be a lot of fun. Um, but puzzles can provide another way to shake things up and to mix things up a little bit to provide some variety for your game. Um, they can let people that don't normally get the spotlight a chance to shine, uh, especially if you have shy players that, um, might be really smart though. It can be a good way to like bring those types of people into the game and give them something that they can actually contribute to. Okay. Or same thing with like new players, like a puzzle you don't necessarily have to know the system really well to solve and participate in. 
So if you have new players that are maybe feeling afraid to take the spotlight in combat, maybe they'll feel more comfortable taking the spotlight in a puzzle encounter. Okay. And then you have this thing to get around RNGs, RNG stuff, but I don't know what you mean, so I think you should explain that. Okay, um, so puzzles can be a good way to avoid combat, so that if you solve a puzzle, maybe it gives you a shorter way through the castle, and you can skip all these guards. That makes sense. Um, and also, there's really no... there's. Um, unless you're making intelligence checks, there's no RNGs to t- um, say whether or not you solve it or not. There's only yes. you guys. Yeah. Um, when, yes. Why should I avoid running puzzles? Because not everyone likes them. And I'm going to be completely honest, I don't particularly care for puzzles. Um, <laughs> you and me both. I'm not particularly good at them, especially in roleplay. I'm better with them if I have them in front of me or if I'm in a video game. Um, but, like, for some reason, having it described to me just doesn't click all the time. Um, it also requires people to put on their thinking hats, and they don't always come to the ga- the computer to do that. Um, sometimes they just want to smash buttons and smash uglies. Um, and there really isn't always a good place to put a puzzle. Um, a goblin wouldn't put a puzzle to solve every time he gets through the front door. He might have one on a secret safe, but most of the time, not so much. Yeah, I think um, puzzles are really more appropriate for um, kind of secret places or like um, ancient portals might have a puzzle you need to solve to open an ancient portal or something. Which Um, I've never understood, but... (laughs) um, Because maybe they lead to a divine dummy plane and you have to prove your divine worth to get through the door (laughs) right (laughs) or maybe it leads to an ancient this is a better one maybe it leads to an ancient library and solving the intelligence puzzle is your way of saying hey look i'm smart enough to be in this magic line oh sort of like the ravenclaw um how common yes Exactly like the Ravenclaw comment. Can you tell I'm really thinking about Harry Potter tonight? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so I have a couple of suggestions when you're thinking about your puzzles here. Okay. Um, I'm going to say I I don't use puzzles very often. Once in a great, great while, I do. Uh, and when I do, these are kind of the things that I think about. Um, they can be a really good way to drop new information into the game. Um, I like long-term puzzles, Gwen. <laughs> like the spinner. Uh, like the spinner, although she's not really a puzzle so much as a, a foe. Mm-hmm. But, like, I like the idea of, um, you put your players before the portal to the library, right? And you give them the puzzle, and they maybe don't have a way to get the information for the puzzle at that moment. But then over the next four or five sessions, while they're doing other things, you can drop in little bits of information that all lead to how to solve it. And it can be a good way to drop in little bits of lore stuff that you might not otherwise have found a place to put. Mm-hmm. Um, but I cannot advocate enough not to put a puzzle in a place that they have to be solved in order to progress. 
Um, I use them uh, to provide bonus possibilities. So you might solve a puzzle to get extra gear, or you might solve a puzzle to find a shortcut to the boss room and avoid and avoid the dragon encounter, like you were saying, or solve a puzzle to find a boomerang, like in Zelda, <laughs> or uh, stuff. But don't solve a puzzle to get into the boss's room and don't save a puzzle and don't solve a puzzle because it's the only way to save the universe or the world or a village or a farm but Lexi, or a virgin. Lexi, the only way to keep the universe from self-destructing is to solve this really difficult version of Sudoku. Um, you see, not only is that annoying, but I have a hard time reconciling that with my suspension of disbelief. <laughs> the only way I could see that reconciling with your suspension of disbelief is if throughout the entire encounter, uh, you've built a magic system that's all based on numbers, and it turns out the like numbers are at the very fabric of reality, and then maybe that would that work. That actually sounds like a really fun magic system. Yeah, then maybe that would work. Okay. Um... And then finally, let your players solve the puzzle. And that doesn't mean let them necessarily come up with the answer that you came up with. Um, sometimes players are super clever and come up with something that would work even if it isn't what you planned. Like teleporting out of the room. Like teleporting out of the room. Um, most of the time, you should go with that. Uh, maybe even pretend that was your idea all along. Um, if you can pretend successfully that it was your idea and reward people with a pat on the back, it lets people feel like they solved the puzzle in the way you intended. And that makes everybody happy. Yay! <laughs> yes, this is, I'm telling your, uh, I'm telling you to lie to your players. A good dungeon master lies to their players all the time. Wow, Lexi. Just wow. But um, that goes, I mean, we talk about railroading and stuff all the time. But um, I read something really interesting this week about plotting. And maybe we should talk about plotting sometime, although we maybe have done that already. Um, but it was saying that um, your players are the ones that should be running the plot of the game for the most part. I agree if you have players that are interested in that. Some just like to be told a story. Yeah, um, well, so the article was saying that it's the DM's job to come up with a scenario mm -hmm. and a question behind the game, but it's the player's job to run the plot. Okay. Um, and this was an article written for Dungeon World, which usually has a little bit more player input than other systems do. I really like Dungeon World. I think it's a cool system, um, but it was cool. Um, do you have any other suggestions about puzzles or anything? Uh, not really, actually. Um, as I said, I'm not a huge fan of puzzles. Don't make them the only way to solve the encounter. I we cannot stress that enough. Yeah, um, and I would almost go as far as to... Let your players know ahead of time that there might be a puzzle. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say the couple of times I've had Dungeon Master spring puzzles on me without my knowledge that there was going to be one. Most of the time I've rolled my eyes and immediately felt kind of like, oh, I don't want to be doing this. Why are we doing this <laughs> stupid puzzle? 
<laughs> where I've had a couple of dungeon masters, you know, say, hey, look, guys, I don't know if it'll be this session, but sometime in the next couple of sessions, we might be coming across a puzzle. And then it's on your mind and you're kind of in the right mindset. And I know that a lot of dungeon masters don't necessarily like to give away what's coming up. Um, but in this case, I feel like maybe communicating is a good thing. It's not giving up any sort of plot point or any sort of twist or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was, so Val ran an event that had a puzzle in it that I was in. Yep. Um, and it ended up running really well and it was kind of fun. Yep. Um, but when he was introducing it, um, the session had started kind of late and it was late and I was tired and I really just wanted to get through the combat. And uh, then he was starting to introduce this puzzle and I was like, oh, this is going to take forever. And I don't like puzzles. And it made me super grumpy, like really fast, just because it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and stuff. And then it went really well. Um, but I think a little bit of forewarning to say, hey, look, guys, this uh, encounter might have a puzzle in it would have been a good way to like... Uh, get rid of some of those feelings. Yeah. And I'm not sure those, I don't think those feelings were shared by other people. I think it's just that I don't super like puzzles. And so I was like, oh, this isn't what I expected. <clears throat> um, all right. Well, uh, moving on ever onward. Um, do you want to talk about writing your character, Gwen, and discuss with me characters, how to play characters that are smarter and wiser and faster and prettier and just all all over better than you gwen you could not possibly play a character that's prettier than you Aww. okay moments passed <laughs> <laughs> all right well rp is about fantasy we talk about that all the time and it's unless it's about science fiction or westerns or something like that. Yes, Lexi. Thank you, Lexi. <laughs> Continue, Lexi. Uh, <laughs> but it's about escaping life and playing a character that's nothing like yourself. Well, uh, so I'm told sometimes I'm actually more comfortable playing a character that's pretty similar to me in most ways. That's why you really like playing Lindy. <laughs> yes. Um, but sometimes I want to play the incredibly intelligent detective that picks up clues just by looking around a room. Or I want to play the master chess player that has social situations planned out five or six moves ahead. Um, but I have a hard time with that because in the end, I'm just not as smart and intelligent and wise as those people are. So how do I deal? Well, the best way is to just do it. Don't make any sort of preparation. Don't do any sort of research or anything like that. Just plunge head in and make things up as you go along. That sounds like a really good way to play a barbarian. Oh, oh. Not that I'm saying barbarians can't be smart. You implied it. You implied it. I did. Look, just because they have a foreign intelligence doesn't mean Thok's not smart. Thok likes cookies. Anyone smart likes cookies. I'm just saying that some barbarians are actually super intelligent they just maybe lose track of that for a little bit while they oh. go into a blood rage anyways um my first suggestion is take notes a million notes a million and one mo notes um it takes a ton of prep work to play a smarter and more logical character than you um 
and especially one that has a better memory than mine, which I've tried playing before. It didn't really work out that well. Yeah, um, I am all for having notes, and I am all for um, coming up with a way to organize your notes. I like um, uh, either taking notes on my computer, or if computers are not allowed because they're too distracting, and occasionally that's the case if you're at a table, um, then transferring my notes to a computer later so that I can color code them and organize them. And I like to have, um, I tend to do my notes by having a list of NPCs first, and then I can link plot information to my NPCs. Um, so like, you know, this person is connected with this person, this person, this person, and this person, and they did this, 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 and this. Um, and then I can put in some keywords about like, um, about the Emerald Riots. This character participated in the Emerald Riots, and then I can put that on each character that participated in them, and then I can use a search engine to just like quickly go through everything that says Emerald Riots and have all of my characters that participated in that, and then I suddenly have like a map yeah, of the Emerald Riots. I tend to use a shifter site, actually. I have a one that I just use for throwing anything I need, whether it be for WoW, ESO, um, recipes, because for some reason I keep my recipes book on there. Um, but I use that. Okay. And it's really good because you can make links and bullet point lists and everything like that. Everything you can do on a regular shifter site. And I find it just really useful because then I can go on any computer and I can look it up. Yes, I completely agree. Um, and research is important. Yes. So taking notes is important. Um, but research is important too. And Talini is a really good example of this. Uh, because she, I don't know if she's a lot more intelligent than I am, but she's a lot more knowledgeable about magic and she reads a lot and I like to have things to fall back on to express that. She is more logical than you. She is much more logical than me. <laughs> that is accurate. Um, but so her magic system I've talked about before, it's built all around fungus. And so I did a ton of research about fungus so that I could develop a consistent magic system and have intelligent conversations with someone about what fungus is. And I can talk about what it is. I can talk about how it survives. I have a list of big words to throw into role-playing situations. Words like dimorphic and mycology and hyphae, and I mostly know what those words mean as a player, and I know them better than the average other person is going to know what they mean. Pretty much. And I know them well enough to put them in a sentence where it sounds like maybe I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Until you find someone who knows all about fungus and has made it hit their life's work to research every type of fungus there is, you're probably good. If I run into a mycologist, I will apologize for my lack of knowledge and use them as a direct source. Fair enough. Um, but getting specific like that mm -hmm. uh, can really be helpful. So decide exactly... Uh, what you mean when you say you're playing a character that's smarter than you. Uh, how exactly are they smarter than you? Are they better at investigating things? Are they better at spouting off lots of dates and history? 
are they better about knowing about the life cycles of plants and fungi? Because once you get specific, you can spend half an hour doing research and uh, have uh, good things to throw into your RP to make your character smarter. Mm-hmm. Um, other suggestions? Um, if you are playing a system with stats like Dungeons and Dragons, use the stats. Um, make spot checks, make intelligence checks. Um, constantly demand information from your dungeon master. I'm going to do this to you when you run a game. What kind of information would you be demanding? Anything that my character would find out about random NPC number 37, the one by the window. (laughs) Yeah, um, to a degree, I support that. Depending on how far you go with that, I will pull out your heart. And squish it and sacrifice it to the god machine. Lexi, you do realize I'm probably one of the few people who can outbrat you. <laughs> I don't know. If it becomes an outbratting competition, it totally will. I'll just do a ton of advanced research. Okay. And then we can have a three hour game of, oh yeah, well, what about that NPC over there? Oh yeah, this, 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 and this. Well, what about that NPC over there? This, this, this. And all the other players will just hate us. <laughs> this sounds like a fantastic idea. Um, um, I suggest one other thing here, mm-hmm. which is maybe to take the time to talk to your dungeon master about your character concept and work with them. Okay. Um, if you do that when the dungeon master is coming up with things, um, like a puzzle or something, they might have clues, uh, specifically designed to spotlight your character because your character would be good at that or um if i know that you're playing like if i know you're coming to the table playing a investigative character that's going to want random information about npcs you're going to have that information um, on hand exactly i'll have that information on hand where if you don't tell me that and you want it on the spot i'm going to have a lot harder of a time coming together with that Um, so yeah, just talk to your dungeon master about your character concepts and work with them to come up with ways to make role-playing them easier, because good dungeon masters are all about that. Okay. Um, anything else we want to talk about on this? (sighs) Oh, I don't know, Gwen. Our show notes are over and we're only 40 minutes into the episode. We're like 20 minutes short. We could sing! I don't think we will sing. But Christmas carols are everyday carols. No, we're into February now. If anything, we need Valentine's Day carols. And we're not going to do that either. Why not? So, because uh, I don't feel like spreading love and joy. Because I don't like love and joy. Because love and joy is stupid. Wow. Sounds like someone's upset. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I think we'll probably just end the episode a little bit early here. Okay. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about real quick before we close out? I'm just going to plug our um, stuff. Our email is probably the best way to get a hold of us. It's bootybaypress at gmail.com. Um, our Twitter is bootybaypress, and then Lexi's personal Twitter is mutebanshee.d3. Yeah, can I jump in real quick? No, not at all. Okay, okay. I was just gonna say that, um, I remember to check our Twitter a lot more frequently than I remember to check our email. 
Oh, I checked my email. I checked the email because it's attached to mine. Okay, cool. So, uh, either, either or one of us is on top of it. <laughs> Yay! I don't check our Twitter at all. Um, I do. <laughs> our WordPress site is bitabaypress.wordpress.com. It is currently on hold at the moment, as is True Stories. Um, we're, Lexi's in the move, in the middle of moving. I'm in the middle of packing because we're moving, we're both moving. Um, in together, it, like half an hour away from me. But once we start working on them again, we'll let you know. Yeah. Um. So, just bear with us. We'll have all of that stuff up and running again in the future at some point. Um. But we're kind of in the middle of transition stuff. So, yeah. Um. Our music is attributed to Blizzard. It is the theme song from the Lions Pride Inn. Okay. Someday maybe we'll have some cool advertisements to throw in at the end of this. I see. Uh, but since we don't have an advertisement corner right now, I guess we will just end the show by wishing everyone a great week and good luck in their role-playing. Let's see. Uh, say bye, Gwen. Bye, Gwen. <laughs>